0: Intellectually engaging to think outside the lines With conversation about the nation that never leaves you blind Take a listen and pay attention Here is where you find the educational sensational meeting of the minds Yeah It's the meeting of the minds Meeting of the minds
1: Welcome, you are watching Meeting of the Minds. I am Céla V, and today we are discussing cultural appropriation. I would like to introduce you to our guests. First, today we have Camille, Camille Smith. Glad to have you back. Mm-hmm. You are a recurring guest. And also with us, recurring guest, Damon Stith, martial arts expert, uh, Sefa Ducote, and also... Um, Austin Warrior Arts. So, uh, if you're interested in martial arts, please look that up. We also have the director of the show back on the air with us, Charles. Glad to have you back Mm -hmm. with us this time in front of camera, right? Yeah. And we also have a good friend of mine, Delencia. She, uh, she, she's just such a great personality and has so much thought and input. I was like, you need to come on the show with us today. So she was like, I'm in there. Thank you for having me. So thank you for being on the show with us. So. There, this topic has came up frequently. Uh, cultural appropriation. We've seen it with Bruno Mars and a couple of other things that we'll we'll discuss. But we, I led a panel um, for um, the uh, a global Women of the Global Majority um, Summit, and um, I was the moderator for that panel. And while we were on that panel, I can't remember how we got on the topic, but eventually, like I turned to the crowd and I was like, "Wait a minute." so like we were discussing what is okay as uh what is cultural appropriation what is not and so i got to this point where i was like um so wait a minute i asked the entire crowd i was like so if i want to wear a kimono like i go to a thrift shop there's this awesome kimono and i want to wear it that's not okay and everyone was like no 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 and i was like really and I was like, moccasins? Like, if I want to wear moccasins as a fashion statement, is that okay? And everyone was like, no, no. And I just kept, like, kind of being like, I couldn't understand because I was like, there's a difference between cultural appreciation and a cul- uh, cultural appropriation. So I kind of st- still have a little bit difficulty. Camille is a huge advocate for this stuff. Like, she is a cultural appropriation radar. And so she <laughs> she will let us know, like the thought process behind it. I'm not sure if I'll agree, but to know her perspective is really, really important to me. Um, so we're going to kind of delve into that. Um, let's start with, I'm going to quickly say, uh, I want yes or nos to start off with. Mm-hmm. Bruno Mars, cultural appropriation, yes or no? Come on. I
2: can't speak on it.
1: Okay. All right. We're going to get inquiry on that in just a minute. Yes mm-hmm. or No. No. Uh, no, no, cultural no, appropriation. Bruno Mars, cultural appropriation?
3: actually
1: both. Both? Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Appreciation and appropriation. Okay,
1: okay.
3: I would say more along the lines of Delinzia and just that he's kind of whack. And he's kind of <laughs>
1: whack. I have to, I'm not going to say that he's whack. I just, I'm not a big Bruno Mars fan. Like, I know that he's talented. I agree that he's talented, but it's just, he's not really.
2: Sorry, Bruno. But anyways, so uh, why did you say that you can't speak on it? Um, because I'm not impacted by that conversation or by that, uh, by that occurrence. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I'm, I'm trying to, like, collect my people and, like, my participation on those kinds of things, so I'm not here to tell anybody of color how they need to feel, um, about any topic pertaining to, to them and their experience, so, um... I don't. I don't even know how, like what Bruno Mars identifies as. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've heard the conversations mm-hmm. around you know him, um, but I don't feel like that I can appropriately speak on that. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want one of you to kind of say why you think it's
1: both, and then Charles, I want you to come in with your counter on that one. You want
4: to speak?
3: Go ahead. No, I, and actually, I may be too harsh in saying that. I I think it's too harsh for me to say that it is cultural appropriation. I do feel, uh, I guess cultural appropriation in the sense of, like, black music being taken over by someone who is you know, ethnically ambiguous or whatever. So it's not, that's not why I, I think it's cultural appropriation. And it may be completely silly why I'm saying it's cultural appropriation, but I do feel that the time frame, the music time frame in which he's, like, referencing and using is kind of to me it feels um it doesn't feel legitimate and authentic mm-hmm. so it has nothing to do with him whether he's whether uh, it doesn't have anything to do with his ethnicity and the question of black music it's more the question of him representing um a certain time period a certain style of music is why i, I said for appropriation so i probably shouldn't really answer this question oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting
1: zunzi okay.
4: <laughs> so why do you say um, both I say um, appreciation and appropriation because, one, Bruno Mars states that he appreciates black culture, and he grew up in it, and this is something that has been a part of his life for a long time. can't say fully how in-depth his understanding is of the history of black music and what all it's gone through and things like that, but he's definitely grown up, as as a lot of us have, um, and a lot of individuals who are not black have grown up listening to the music and feel it in them in themselves, so he appreciates the music. The appropriation I think does not occur on him. I think it occurs on the music industry. The music industry is the one who is appropriating the culture and they are allowing for him through his ambi- racial amb- ambiguity to be the one who reaps the benefits of black music mm-hmm. in ways that black musicians have not been able to do so Charles. Any thoughts on this yet, or are you just oh, kind of taking it? No, in? I
0: just, it's, well, it's two things. Mm. Uh, I don't think you can appropriate anything that you sell, which we sell our culture all the time. Like, we get over on selling culture. So if somebody buys something, if it's something that you produce that people can buy or a service that somebody can buy, you can't appropriate that. Like, you sold it to the world, so now it's become something larger than any one race or ethnic group or whatever like because as much as it's black music it's also hip hop culture and there is no race for hip hop culture I grew up in it because that was the predominant music of my time mm-hmm. and that's what I identify as and there was kids who lived in the apartment complex that I lived in that grew up in the same culture listening to the same music we did the same things we we're all different colors so there's that front and plus like that's appropriation is how we learn from each other. Am I not supposed to do something because somebody of some other race or some other culture? did Okay, it so let me ask before? you this. Let's like, that's, say, that's let's say
1: me. for example, there is this lady. Her name is Maria, and she's been making um, these tacos or uh, burritos a certain way for ten years now. Like she's been okay. making them that way for a long time, and then so. Um, uh, Susie and Kelly go and try Maria's tacos, and these are like these are amazing. Like these are oh my gosh, these are fantastic. Right. And now you know I think we're gonna use this, and then they go and they make a million dollars off of Maria's recipe. Right. What is that? What do you think that that's is?
0: Ste- that's theft. Yeah. That's intellectual property theft. But like the whole argument about cultural, like like how Damon was saying. That you know, he thought Bruno was whack. Like I'm not a particularly big Bruno Mars fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I recognize the talent. He's an inter- he's an entertainer mm-hmm. more than he is a singer of anything. You know, talent wise. Mm-hmm. But like he's he's just he's he's unoriginal. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of people that are unoriginal.
1: Right. So and look- and
0: plus and there's the whole racial. He's, he's Filipino and Puerto Rican. Like, does it, so like, then, if
1: he is Puerto Rican, wouldn't it be safe to say that he has black in you, him? You
0: no. can, well,
3: no. well, yeah, I, he's I, Caribbean.
0: I, no,
4: he actually, if you look it up, they state that his genealogy is not of, of black origins. He's like Jewish and something else, Filipino, and it's one other thing, but none of it is of African American or excuse me, of African descent. I thought. Mm, go
3: ahead. I think usually people they go like they call a book by what it looks like. So mm-hmm. like I think looking at him, mm-hmm. he could pass as a, as as as. Afro features. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Black Hispanic. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. he like. could definitely do that, and and he's and that's probably, you know, allowed him to, um, to connect in that way because of how you know when you are in a, when you look a certain way and it takes forever for you to explain. Well, no, I'm. I'm I'm Filipino. My mom's side is Jewish and German, and you know, instead of going through that, you kind of it's easier for you to kind of fit into the category that everyone else gives you. So I I can understand that. Mm
1: -hmm. Is black only African descent? No, Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are people in the world that are that were uh, categorized as black and have no genetic. Connection to the continent of Africa. Uh, many s- southern Indians, even the Native Americans, were referred to as Negritos in Spanish.
0: Aborigines? Aborigines.
3: Same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's like, there. I think there's a concept of black as it relates to like white,
0: mm-hmm. the
3: mm-hmm. white power structure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that exists. We're not all necessarily coming from the same area,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but um, that idea of, You're know, you a darkie, you're a Mm. black, you're a negro You're a nicarito or whatever the case Mm. may be
1: So I'm going to give you guys A stance, you guys say cultural appropriation Or not, kind of maybe even two But like for me cultural Appropriation is for example um, These braids are Box braids or they're known as Cornrows let's say, these two different Hairstyles Mm. and I call them The The milkshake braids like I just made up thing or 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 I name them after They're myself braids. Yeah yeah, I let's say I name them after myself braids. To me that's cultural appropriation. Now, if I'm like um like if I bought a kimono and I'm like Uh, Oh, so let's say there was a child's birthday party, right? There was a dispute on this one. There was a child's birthday party, and they did a Japanese style birthday party where all the girls wore, um, you know, kimonos and they had the big shoes and, you know, uh, uh, chopsticks in the hair. And we were saying, uh, some of us were saying, no, this is not cultural appropriation. This is cultural appreciation because they're not renaming it. They're, uh, you know, having fun with the culture and enjoying that. You disagreed with that, right? I did I disagreed with that. <laughs> really? Yeah. So show that perspective.
2: I feel like there's so much to unpack, and I feel like, um, I feel like, people really try to complicate this issue when I feel like it's it's pretty straightforward. I think I think that um, if it's not yours, you don't need to have it. And I feel like if it's not if it's not informed, then mm-hmm. you can leave it alone. I mean, I don't understand how a you know a room full of you know eight white mothers in Utah think that they are going to impart some kind of deep knowledge or understanding about old cultural traditions that are going to leave a lasting impact on their five-year-old white children. Um, why that needs to be done? The value in that? I don't. I think that it's that's where the line between appropriation and appreciation comes in. It's like you can observe this culture, you can respect and understand what's happening, um, or you can just take things and make them yours without understanding the deeper ramifications. So, um, I, I mean, I think that there's a way to
4: do it, and I think that that was done wrong.
1: Okay. So I want Liz and to, to jump in and then on right after. Um,
4: I think for me an issue with that is, um, we are looking at individuals who grow up to become racist and, and, and unappreciative of the culture of other people, and it starts in places like that. When you say it's okay to dress as someone else, to take that on, and you're not giving them a background to it. You're not helping them to understand the meaning behind the clothing, the shoes, you know, that though the people participate in these things for a reason. And when it's easy for me to just dress up, then that's nothing more than that's Halloween. A mm-hmm. That's a costume. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there is n- a, not a foundation of appreciation there at all. And they will grow up mm-hmm. saying, oh, well, I can just put this on and I can dress this mm-hmm. and, and take, and it's it, off, nothing, and take okay. it off whenever I want to mm-hmm. and it's okay. And yeah, I might appreciate how cute it looks on me mm-hmm. or how it makes me feel, but that doesn't mean you actually appreciate the people and the culture And that's why we have such Racial and ethnic issues Because people are taking bits and pieces Of, of individuals' culture And they're they're owning it they're not understanding the full culture of those people that come the whole package, mm-hmm. and and they're they're taking that little bit, they're owning it, and they're saying, well, you know, I'm good with this little piece of you, so you know, you should be good, I should be good, and and all should be good, and then they're unpacking it as well when they want to, and when it's convenient for them, without any without any understanding mm-hmm. that this is who we are and we carry this with us, and this is you know this is what makes us. The individuals that we are our people who they are and things like that and we can't just unpack it and Mm -hmm. then go be something else and somewhere else Mm -hmm. I I have a problem with that um because like I said when you teach your children it's okay to dress up as it Mm -hmm. then they grow up and they become something else Mm -hmm. and it, it ends up being a problem I have
1: thoughts on that I'll wait until after the mom
3: yeah I was I was thinking a few things as you guys were talking and i'm not sure if what i have to say is is valid like st- after listening i i do agree that when i think the idea of of um of ideas of culture of language all these things are from history from time since we can remember have not been rigid boundaries there there's been a certain amount of fluidity mm-hmm. um and that fluidity has not always come from peacefully sharing ideas. It's mm-hmm. come from domination and form appropriation. Um, so so when I'm thinking about going back to like kimonos, like there's a certain aspect, and I don't even want to say if it's, Jap- I mean, uh, there's a certain aspect, say, of Japanese culture that's now ingrained in American culture. Um, this starts as early as, the 1800s, when Theodore Roosevelt is learning, you know, jujitsu jitsu, judo from a Japanese practitioner, um, into the 50s with the introduction of, of um, Sanjudo and Yojimbo, these movies that went to influence um, other American filmmakers to make movies like A Fistful of Dollars and The Good About the Ugly. The show, no? Yeah, exactly. So it's like the, we, from early time, Samurai culture has been introduced Into mainstream America For consumption Not always from the people that created the stuff But sometimes in the case of Yojimbo And Sanjuro this has been the case So then um, it, it is So when dealing with another culture And wanting to be in, And I'm speaking from my own experience Because as a, as a martial artist If I were to only stay in my lane with what With with my training Then like I wouldn't Be doing what I was doing You know So I I started off learning You know Asian martial arts I started off learning Uh Karate And um And not in a very Not in a very Mindful way Of like okay I'm embodying The entire ethos Of Japanese culture In my practice I was going to A, a karate class At the time Um And I've had the benefit of living in Okinawa and experiencing the culture like um, uh, firsthand. And I don't think that makes me any more authentic to anyone else, but I do think that there is a level of respect that you have to go into when you are engaging in other cultures. But at the same time, I think that some is like, um, what you were saying is that some of it is, some of it has been prepackaged and it's kind of like ingrained. So it's nothing to see like nin- people wearing ninja suits and stuff or samurai gear. We don't even think about it because it's been part of mainstream American culture for a long time. Um, and I think that when it comes to cultural appropriation and the idea of it, it is what you were describing earlier, which is very easy to identify and really easy to address. It's it's simple, just like what you described. It's like, Bam, it's like, you know, how is this this – actually benefiting you are you taking this culture, these ideas and making them into a caricature that you can put on and wear for a moment and then take off kind of where it gets kind of murky for me is when um, you do have an appreciation for the culture, you may not have a a complete 100% understanding of that culture, but you do sincerely approach it And so since we were talking about Japan and talking about kimonos And culture going like in that direction. It made me think about like this movement in Japan where like these guys are really, 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 really embracing hip hop. Like they Mm -hmm. are embracing hip hop. They found a way to put dreadlocks in in five minutes where it takes like six months to a year for you to lock your hair to make it into dreads. I mean, they're really into hip hop, Mm -hmm. really into hip hop. I know hip hop is a global culture. But at the same time, it does have a beginning spot. It has a starting point mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm. and they're in their best trying to like embody and respect that starting point. And um, I think that the that there are those situations where it's very clear cut, but then there's other situations where it's it becomes a little murky, and it may be it may depend on where you stand on the pers- on that in that perspective whether you may say that that's you know a hip hop headman say oh man no, only true hip hop comes from New York or only true hip hop comes from the hood or only true hip hop comes from you know alpha male dominated perspective mm-hmm. you know it, it could be argued that that
0: well, way i think i think one of the big things about this is the term cultural appropriation, which basically means taking things from other cultures, yeah. right? I don't necessarily think that is bad. Right. Uh, where it becomes a bad thing is where you're mocking people, uh-huh. where you're mocking a culture. Like, there's a, there's a distinct difference between somebody having a Cowboys and Indians themed birthday party, right? Because that is quintessential American culture. Now, now it may be wrong. It's inaccurate, Uh, the way it's portrayed, but in this country, it means a certain thing, right? And you see a five-year-old, you know, a bunch of five-year-olds running around dressed like cowboys and Indians. I don't necessarily get as mad at that as I do when I see college students having a pimps and hoes party because those kids aren't mocking cowboys and Indians. They're not mocking Native Americans. They don't really know. They don't have the context for it. Now, I have a problem with their parents, like you say, you know, not giving them the explanation about it. But those college kids are mocking black people. Mm. There's those, a completely different thing. But those
2: kids grew up... Those kids that were playing cowboys and Indians grow up to be those... same. sorority and fraternity those kids that have you pimps in You can't blanket,
0: you can't think, blanket say that. Though. Okay, mm. but I think
2: that it's true that... I also say that you cannot blanket say that, well, this is okay, but this is not okay mm-hmm. because it's like to say, well, that's quintessential American culture, but um, I, think, I think that what... We're all kind of missing here. Is like we're not we're not thinking about this in context of like America's history and like mm. where we are at right now. Mm. Like right now, we exist within a white supremacist culture, and like we are but not. That is
0: America's history. Like it's right, always but been so, there. but
2: but you can take an act like you can actively say, "I no longer want to perpetuate that. Mm-hmm. I want huh. to be the person that says no, thank you to that." So I think the I think the issue is is like is is instead of saying, "Well, that's." quintessential Americana or American Mm. history is really taking the time to be like, okay, that's not okay. And here's why, Mm. you know? So instead of like perpetuating those behaviors and allowing for some, but not the other. Mm. And I think that like music hip hop culture is a great place to talk about that because Mm. I think that there's so much happening there as far as like who we exploit, Mm -hmm. who, you know, who we exploit and fetishize, um, while also simultaneously oppressing Mm -hmm. right so it's like i want this and i want that from you um and then i can i can you know i can get rid of it at the end of the day i you know like you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it's like it's it's there's so much to unpack and it seems so simple and yet so Mm -hmm. complex at the same time
4: because
0: can i ask a question
4: no
2: (laughs) was
0: was was black Panther cultural appropriation no why not
4: because it was a movie about Africa. And no, so but it was, was about a
0: fictional place in Africa that took from multiple right. cultures so to really create gonna, this one the word fictional. What kind is fictional?
4: It doesn't matter. It's an, it's supposed to be of Africa, so and let, so it yeah. embodied Africa. So let's
0: that press was pause.
1: Point. I'm going to recap what everyone's saying real quick, so we can find a new starting point. Um, one thing that you're saying is is that um, like it's kind of like uh, cops and robbers, right? Nobody's offended if you're playing cops and robbers, right? Um, nobody gets offended like that. The problem becomes is when the Indian becomes like the bad the, guy, the bad guy right? right? So, but if it's not in that vein, you're saying then like, let's say I'm like, I want to be the Indian. It's not like the bad guy, but usually it turns into that. So great, excellent point. Great, excellent point that you're saying that it turns into that mm-hmm. type of thing. So I totally, I agree with you on a lot of areas. I see what you're saying about how that can be, um, Turn into, like, the bad guy. Like, you, the Indian is the bad guy and the cowboy is the good guy. So, mm-hmm. great points over here. I really like where you're going. Like, Wakanda was created by taking all these cultures. Is that uh, cultural appropriation? And now you're adding into the mix that this is a work of fiction. And so, it's not somebody saying that, um, like, uh, you know, um, like, for example... So, this is... Yeah, this is the part that I want to find out if it's wrong. Like, so you're saying it's a work of fiction; it's different. So I, no, I think
4: his point was that because it was a work of fiction, it w- it, it became an appropriator of African culture
0: of multiple mm-hmm. African cultures. Okay, mm-hmm. and
4: I'm saying mm-hmm. it was a. a Mm -hmm. Wakanda is not real, Mm -hmm. so it's not like he could pinpoint a particular place in the country Mm -hmm. and a particular people Mm -hmm. and say this is these individuals. So what they did Mm -hmm. was they... They studied all of Africa. They studied Mm -hmm. the different um, aspects of the culture, and they brought it together. Mm -hmm. It was more of a collage. Well, I want us to make Wakanda a real place now. So that's where we're
1: going to take a right turn. And let's say Wakanda is actually a real place that somebody's doing that. Because I I need to understand, like, these questions that I'm asking is actually for understanding. I watch Korean soap operas. I love it, right? I love Mm -hmm. K-dramas. And let's say on the on watching that there's things that I see that I really like like for example there was a bad guy bad lady uh the the nemesis in the thing and she had this long curvy thing that she wore on her pinky finger and it was pointy and I was like oh I want one of those later on I saw Erica Badu rocking one and I was like oh she got that thing you know but I saw it there and it was from seeing it there that I was like oh my god I love that that's so stylish I want one of those or even like um, after watching numerous K dramas, I really started to like. I drink a lot of tea. Like in our culture, Persian culture, we drink a lot of tea. But I like the cups that they were drinking out of. Like the way that they were drinking out of their cups. I, I just like it. And you watch and you watch and you're like, doggone it, I want some of these cups and I'm going to drink my green tea out of these cups. Matter of fact, um, there's a couple girlfriends out there that they'll come over and I'll go and I'll bring the whole green tea it will sit down and we're going to drink green tea out of my uh, cups because I don't know why I just like that and so what I want to know is is that like let's say for example I'm watching an Indian Bollywood thing and they have these uh you know certain earrings that I'm just like oh I love those earrings those are so cute I want that so let's say Wakanda I like the earrings from over here. I like the the neck plate from over there. I like that. And let's make it a real place or a real person. saying, oh, I love that fashion statement. I want to wear that.
3: And go. (coughs) So, I would say, I think that when we look at culture, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: we, there's a, there, and, and I believe this is because of Our history, and I'm saying ours as as Americans, our history in dealing with other peoples and other nations. So we're coming from that perspective of like an apologetic standpoint. Um, Some of us are Mm -hmm. when we're looking at culture. We have to keep in mind, like things like, for example, that we're describing as part of culture. Say, for example, these things would have been for sale. So. They, it, many of the homes, many of the traditional Swali, Swahili houses, mm-hmm. they have Chinese uh, China porcelain bowls that are like they used to decorate their, their houses. With. Mm-hmm. Okay, We can argue and say that Chinese porcelain, uh, China, is, is, is Chinese culture. It's sacred. It should only be in the possession of the Chinese. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to his original statement about, well, if they are trading and selling these bowls, Having, a, having this kind of stuff in your house can't be appropriation under those conditions. Wow. So then, I, and I think that, like I said, when we're looking back at culture, like now we're saying, like, okay, what is culture? How are we defining it? Um, another example. Trade between different nations. So um, in West Africa, it was very common for cloth material prints and stuff to come in from Europe, and they traded that, traded those those that those patterns, those materials, um, in Africa, and then other goods from West West Africa went up into North Africa and to the Mediterranean. So, like, if we say if we if we look at it solely as like clothing, as like material or as like patterns, then we can say that. We can say that it, it, it's hard to say that it's appropriation under those circumstances. If we, if there are things that are being that were being sold as goods, I see you smiling. I <laughs> want to hear why.
4: I, I just want to say I think um, what I am hearing from the two gentlemen right here is that as long as it is is um, commercially available or it is a part of the um, the. Uh, what is the word? Commerce. Um, America is a... capitalist, Capitalistic, capitalistic structure. Then it is okay. Culture and commerce should, are su- supposed to be separate. They should be recognized as separate. Just because it's a co- cult, um, commercially available mm-hmm. or, you know, it's a part, been introduced into the capitalistic system, that doesn't mean that you... Someone aside from that culture have the I don't think fully have the right to just take it, make right, it. Right. Can I? But your how? Okay, so to on that. Let, quick. let
1: Camille jump in. You rebuttal, and
4: then we'll end it with Harvey. I just
2: mm-hmm. I, I could speak to that, but I want to address that too because I think that there is such a thing as cultural capital, which is like what I what I see happening is that cultural capital has become commodified, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I think what you're talking about is is kind of taking it out of the context of what's happening today, like, in our American society. Like, we have moved so far beyond this, like, exchanging goods and services, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we are, there is such an imbalance in our system that we're, there's no level playing field. There's no, like, well, I want to take this and I'll give you this in exchange, right? It's like, I'm going to take that and I'm going to push you down as I take all of your... can I tell? Yeah, okay. nice. <laughs> um, so I mean, I think that's kind of you know that's kind of the difference. I think what you're saying is really valid, but I feel like, like contextually, right now American society, um, we've moved far beyond that.
3: Right. So then, in Japan, if I'm wearing my hakama and my kimono, and they're wearing dreadlocks and baggy pants and. Kalkanai and FUBU, like, are we, what are, what are we doing here? So, like, right. are they appropriating my culture? Am I appropriating your culture? Are we sharing cultures? Like, which one is that?
4: Mm. I think,
1: uh, I'm going to let you, uh, Charles, did you want to jump in real quick and then we'll go to Delindia, or did you,
0: did we already speak well, on it? no, it's, it's just that coming at it from, as an American, which I am, like, I personally don't even like the term African-American and not because I disagree with it or anything like that. I describe myself as black Mm -hmm. because I see myself as somebody who is here that doesn't have any cultural roots to Africa, like all of my family that I know of is from here. Mm -hmm. We don't know anything about our family beyond that point. This is my culture Mm -hmm. is being here, being a black American coming from slaves, who I know my, great, uh, my great-great-grandfather my was a slave on both sides of my family. Like, my, my culture is here, and it's multicultural. I grew up, I was born in L.A. and raised in Texas. Mm-hmm. Mexican food, Mexican culture is part of where I grew up in because they lived next door, they lived in my neighborhood, they went to my schools. I've known some Spanish my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like, so. I've I grew up watching kung fu movies. Like, I enjoy other people's culture because I grew up in multicultural that's places. Exchange. That's a like, yeah,
2: yeah, but that's what
0: I'm saying, though, is that the if I can go down the street and have somebody from Korea teach me Taekwondo, right? I'm not appropriating their culture. They are
3: Yeah, but you're paying them to me a, teach you. Yes. Right,
0: but that's what I'm saying, though, is that but if not, I can buy that, okay,
3: but if you're I can buy that to then that's
0: not appropriate. Learn
4: Taekwondo from them and then go open up a shop right by them and then put them out of business and that's what appropriation usually does it ends up undermining the original orient people who started where there is an art um or a food or whatever it is that they they originated it usually is where they end up not making any money off of it anymore they lose their their way of living and then they end right. up having because to larger, find which I, something else. I get you guys' and, and that's where is the is appropriation will come the, the from. Larger, They're no longer getting the credit. The
0: larger problem with this isn't exchange of ideas or appropriated from other cultures.
4: It's the theory. It's,
0: well, no, it's society deciding that, oh, I'm more comfortable learning from this person or taking this thing from this other culture from somebody who looks not like the person that it came from. Like
1: Okay, so like, maybe maybe this, not is, with this that. is what I want to say, like, Is it okay for a white woman to wear dreadlocks or cornrows? What's the reason? Um, well, I'm gonna give two. She just want one. She wants to just look good. Okay. Two. She she's a boxer and she wants to keep her little wispies out of her hip face. So fighters
2: typically braid their hair back when they're in
1: battle. So then, most females braid So wait a second. So what if she says, "I really like your
4: hairstyle, and I want to do my hair like you"? So that kind of goes back to where I was about like just because it's commercially available, we just feel like we can do whatever we want, mm. and that goes back to you know the, the the mothers letting their children dress up in the kimonos, mm. you know you're You're taking on this caricature of me, and mm-hmm. you have no understanding of what that's about mm-hmm. Demons, I'm sure your locks have a a purpose to them there mm-hmm. and I know people who you know that it's a spiritual thing' mm-hmm. there's a process to it, and all that you don't just you it, it it's it's disrespectful mm-hmm. for you to just throw oh, that on, on in a, a Post, sense yeah, without fully mm-hmm. understanding. All of that that's going. And so I, what I think a lot of people don't understand is there is a lot of emotion and love and, you know, other things that are not tangible that are connected to these these mm-hmm. properties. And people just pick them up and they're just taking them and doing whatever they want to. And mm-hmm. they're not understanding those those other elements. And it,
1: it's strange that like when let's say, for example, if a, if it's funny because this is the part that really bothers me though is like sometimes you want the culture but you don't want the things that come along with the culture or like for example maybe i'm an asian and i'm taking on dreadlocks or something like that but yet we don't want black people around here (laughs) or let's say for example um you know you couldn't get a job with dreadlocks but now somebody is you know doing that so that's a little bit you know bothersome i don't think too much i don't have a problem with someone uh, saying, I really like your hairstyle. I want to do that hairstyle. That to me, that's not to you what personally? for me personally, right? But what is an issue to me is either renaming it like the other person they didn't have a whole culture around it, or um, or that it's kind of like it's not fair that, like, let's say people couldn't get a job with that hairstyle, but now that you're doing it, the, those are the areas I do have an issue with it. Um, but as uh if you want to jump in on uh, it camille afterwards i
3: think s- i think that it's a tight rope with like the hairstyles like so you it can be argued whether or not dreadlocks are solely the property of african people um the 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 rastas adapted the ad- adopted the dreadlocks when they saw the mau mau fighters in kenya and because they were out in the woods and wilds they had locks, and that symbol, that image of, of uh, a free, resisting Africa against European tyranny, they adopted that look as their look. And so now you can't think of dreads or locks without thinking about Rastafarians. But they appropriated that idea from those images, and they didn't really know much about Mao Mau culture mm-hmm. and about Kenya, mm-hmm. but they connected with that image, and they created this and this is now their symbol. Wow! The dreadlocks have have are are um, many of the sages in India wear dreadlocks. They wear locked hair.
1: John the Baptist or Samson.
3: Right. So it's like it can be argued whether or not it's like solely the the property of of. And even though now, right, and that's like the past, mm-hmm. but like now it is closely associated with Black people. So then it brings that it brings up that question. What gets me is like what bothers me more. So is not like seeing white people with with dreadlocks or with braids. Um, what kind of bothers me is like when it comes around Halloween time, and you got like the Afro wigs and the dreadlock wigs, and it's like then you come you come dressed up as a Rastafarian or as mm-hmm. like a person as a with a, with an Afro. So mm-hmm. it's like then it becomes like the hairstyle becomes more of an issue with me. In those situations, okay. And so then I need to
1: in. I need to dig deeper on that one. Let me let me dig on that one. So let's say I want to be share. I want Oh yeah yeah. sure. Right. <laughs> That's okay. I'm gonna we throw this wait. in. Did she, she took you. a I it gotta right. know this one. I gotta know this one. I want to be share. So I go get a long straight share wig, and I'm like, if I could turn by time, y'all wasn't ready. Mm-hmm but what I'm trying to say is, is like, let's say I go and get that wig because I want to look like that or let's say, I say I'm say i going to be Britney Spears and I go get a blonde wig and I'm looking like that but then let's say I really want to go and um, you know, pay tribute to Catherine Cleaver and I go and get an Afro wig so huh oh well she's an amazing activist but I'll, I'll hit you to her later but she's amazing right but let's say I'm like man I want to be Catherine Cleaver right so is it, why is it, is it okay when I go get the blonde wig? Is it okay when I go get the straight long wig? But there's a problem when I go and get the afro
2: wig. Okay. So I just want to speak as a white person <laughs> trying to, if I may, trying, to, um, trying Navigate. to do work around uh, dismantling white supremacy. Right. Right. So, like, I think, I think for me the reason why I say it's so simple is, like, if I'm going to do a thing, then I need to be ready to come upon somebody in my community or in my life who has a problem with what I'm doing, and I need to be able to defend it. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, like, you can take from Britney Spears, and you can have a blonde wig, and you can take from Cher, and um, the reason we can do that is because there is no backstory there. There, Like, like the what I have learned about, like, black hair and black women in particular and their hair is, like, that is such a sacred thing that I would never want to overstep my bounds as somebody who wants to who is like pro-black here for black liberation here to like do work around race you know like I would never want to I like I would never want to um overstep the boundary of what is appropriate and what is like I don't want to be disrespectful if my goal is to pay homage to somebody then like How dare I put on a costume um, with with so much subtext, right? Like, so much weight behind it. And I think kind of what you were saying earlier, like... Oh Kendall uh, Jenner Or any of the Kardashians or whoever They can put on these braids And oh they, the Kardashians invented these braids Meanwhile like black women have been Rocking that hairdo since forever um, And it not being appropriate And still can't, right. getting, getting fired from jobs mm-hmm. Still being told to go home right. in a classroom yeah. academic setting so, yes.
0: so is the problem the appropriation Or the reaction to it It goes hmm. back
4: to what I said about The, the, the capitalistic system Backing it up and making it beneficial for individuals who are not, who are not of that so, culture. See, that's it, the
0: that's the thing though is that's the reaction to it. No, it, it's
4: it's that not is that is just that a is, reaction. It's well, not no, just a
0: reaction.
4: It's, it's the I'm a black woman and I can't wear this hairstyle are, at work.
0: I can't get a job because they say it looks unprofessional. But then some white woman wears the same thing and she goes in and she can get the job. The unfairness is in the reaction to it. See, mm-hmm. like for me, I mm-hmm. don't like telling adults what to do with their body.
4: The unfairness is not in the let's, reaction. It's the unfairness is really in the racial system. 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 It's, it's in the, the racial system. system. The racist and that goes Hold back on. On. to I just, kind of I just want he to he say saying. that goes back well, to the original statement let him in regards finish to the sentence Mars is the appropriator, it's the music industry. That's the appropriate. I really, I really want him
1: to complete all the way Let's with see.
0: no interruptions. Sorry, see, this is Alright, so I, I'll use the Bruno Mars example. Uh, Bruno Mars is doing New Jack Swing. He's doing a bad impersonation of New Jack Swing. Basically. Mm-hmm. 90s R&B.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Uh, and there's a lot of black musicians not doing R&B because it's not profitable because the industry doesn't want to see. Well, I shouldn't even say it's not even the industry. The industry doesn't care. The industry is going to put out whoever sells. If there's a black person who's selling tickets like Bruno Mars, the industry is going to back that person because the industry is behind Beyonce, the industry is behind Jay-Z, behind those people. They now they, they may be well, exceptions. I'll
1: give y'all a second to rebuttal. No, it's the really exceptions. hard cuz he, he says you know. no. yeah, he says really hard.
0: No and paper? this is the <laughs> And this is the 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 crux of the unfairness of million. blackness in my in my opinion. Of blackness in America Is that we have to fight To be mediocre mm-hmm. Like we're not fighting to be excellent The excellent black people th- They get a shot Not as good a shot As everybody else But if you're at the top of your field mm-hmm. Because you're so good People will be there But like if you're average And you're black You don't have a shot That's you can't, like the
1: I'm going to M- give M-M- Camilla opportunity And then this, this
3: This will build off of what he's saying uh-huh. So it's like <laughs> make, You know Intensifying that Because Because Bruno Mars is a safe, as a safe, as a safe option. Right. We start talking about like Elvis and talking about Eminem.
2: Oh my gosh, right. Vanilla Ice. Oh. Let's talk he about stole Post from Big Mama Are you all familiar with Post Malone? Yeah, Post
0: Malone is garbage. Yes. Uh-uh.
2: But why is Post Malone garbage?
0: Because he makes shitty music.
2: Well, that he sells out. I oh mean, no, he's selling out. I know.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a mediocre artist that is getting way more buzz because people are comfortable hearing what he says coming from him, as opposed. to to coming from somebody else If he was a black artist He wouldn't make Any fucking money
2: But you just said That if a black artist Was selling out Then the
0: Well no 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 no. I'm saying If he was making the music I'm talking about The quality of the music mm-hmm. If a black artist Is selling no six, Because Bow Wow Was a trash artist too But he sold out arenas B2K Trash, but you that was also when that? they
4: got more yes. radio play so, and things like that. Yeah, and but that's my point. It's, it's like,
0: like that's not about the industry. We're well, we're talking about largely a society. Society yeah. accept these things. No, no, no. And people commercialize see, the those thing accepted is, things.
4: But the thing is, it's a system that puts the music ahead, the on a, the I'm sorry, lens. sorry, sorry. It's okay, have it. It's, habit. it's, it's, okay, a, it's habit. a, it's a, um, it is. So it is a system that determines what music gets played. There are, I don't know how many non-white radio stations that exist. And there are more Hispanic radio stations what? than there are black stations. I think since moving here, I think I've only found three Three black stations. Well, it's really only Two one. of no, them,
0: eighty eight point seven. Yeah, K, that's the yeah, only. That's the only black out. station. The other sorry, far so playing music, Clear Channel.
4: Mm. As far as playing music I mean, for, for the black black, black artists. playing artists, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, gotcha. There's two stations, excuse me, three of them, um, and that's it. And and the, the types of music that we have. Are so vastly different and are so expansive that it shouldn't be held to just three stations, which is not what non black you know listeners get. You cannot blame the artist for the fact that they are not selling out when they're not even getting airplay. I'm not is the, see, this No no no, but you just said that they need to be having, selling out to be able to get to the same. She gotta say the same
0: thing. I'm yeah. not saying I'm not blaming the artist. I'm not blaming the industry. I'm not blaming the artist and I'm not blaming the industry. I'm blaming society as a no, no, whole No no no
4: but we can't yes. Yes. but we can't hear that if we're not getting it. Mm. We can't hear it. All right, I can't, support I'm you gonna, gonna you let I'm not jump in it. to tie y'all's
1: two together.
3: Yeah, so like I I think uh when I think of that, I think of like Eminem. Um Eminem is a is a is I'm gonna say this on record. He is a as, as a lyricist, he's a superb lyricist. He's really good as as he's a really good M C. Um not taking anything away from his skills, as far as like crafting. He's not the
4: king of rap.
2: Oh, oh <laughs> no, no not, not by far. But he's no. gotten that. But title. But, but yes,
3: yes. the so, fact that so, the fact ahead. the <laughs> fact yeah we was talking about Rakim. like I didn't even <laughs> want to hear about that. But the fact that he is the first he is the first um, white man like because there was a time I remember. That you can you can listen to an artist and you can tell the white rappers. I can because they they there was something that they they, they didn't didn't quite have as far as like the tone and the sound mm-hmm. and cadence or whatever else. For me, Eminem was one of the first ones to be able to bridge that gap and and stand. And he's a superb lyricist. And I think what you were saying is like if you take a black artist on the same level, on the same par as Eminem, and there are plenty of them out there. Because right now Eminem is seen as like the king of king of rap. Right. He's wow. like the rap guy. One of. Uh-huh. He's one, one, of. one of. One of. He's oh, great. I like the sound of his but, voice. It's so but, He's but, not that great. But Sorry, come on. go ahead. I'm sure that there are like Pharrell, mosh. There's like a, a slew of other like black. Oh, there's a ton artists. of
0: artists. Nobody better than Black Thought.
3: Right. So and that so, that are that are yeah. on the same level, if not better than him. But like you, they don't get the same. Um, kind of respect notoriety. and notoriety as him because he's like his 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 um, him being white yeah. is like he's like a rarity. He's a rarity, so he's well, like. And,
0: and there's the fact that look, we live in a we live in a country where there's a lot of white men, and they look at him on that stage and they like I can yeah. identify with him in a way that I can't identify goes back with like, the Pharaoh like, March, yeah, with a Black back,
3: Thought, with a Chuck D, with a whoever. But that goes back to like you know, so that's like audience, the that's, origins of like rock of rock music. You know, right. it's like it was devil music and not acceptable music when it was black music. But when you find guys that can repackage it and put it in a and put and it an in a way that package. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's it's our society's fault. And then, I mean, the industry's going to do what it's going to do. But yeah. the industry feeds that.
0: Yeah. And oh, so no, I need, to, I need no, to that. That I 100 percent agree with the industry does feed into it. OK, but when it comes right down to it, when you talk about industry and commerce, the bottom line is money. The bottom line always comes back down to money. It always comes back down to that. And and every once in a while you'll get somebody who will go back and pay homage. Like the the only thing cuz I really don't like the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. I've never really liked the Rolling Stones. But one of the coolest things they did was when they came to America to tour for the first time, they wouldn't they wouldn't play a place that wouldn't allow Muddy Waters to open for them. Yeah. Because that was their musical influence, they went back and paid homage to the, to the music that they were that they got over in England. So that I respect about them, and I wish more artists did that. Eminem tries to do that as much as he can because he's helped a whole bunch of black artists from Detroit yeah. get out because so, he he knows he's standing on their shoulders. Yeah. But the problem the problem the the only time I blame the artist for that stuff, and the reason why I don't have a problem with Bruno Mars is because he does always talk about. No, I got this from Teddy Riley. I got this from whoever. He at least acknowledges where he got it from. My problem with with Elvis was always that he never had acknowledged Big Mama Thornton or any of the other people that he stole those songs from. It never came out. Hmm. It never came out, and people can say that. Well, we didn't know. No, people knew about it because there was actually more black radio stations back then than there were than there are now.
4: So I just want to ask. Real quick It sounds like you do have a problem With appropriation then because I have if a, I have a, taken Taking the music from Big Mama Thor And bothers you Then that means Cultural appropriation Is something you have a problem with You just recognize The commercial aspect Of the whole situation yeah,
0: I have a problem With theft and mocking
4: Okay I just wanted to That just I have make a, sure a problem right.
0: with And that's That's always been my point Is If I'm not stealing the, If I'm not Mocking you But
4: it doesn't have to be An outright and. and easy to acknowledge theft. And I think that's where a lot of people are, are lost as well. You know, um all of those those artists that tried to make it and were hindered from being able to get to the next level because they were predominantly African American you know, dark skinned or, you know, were not racially abuse imbu- you know, any of those things like that think about all of the people that worked under them that were stopped from being able to get to the next level you know it has a trickle down effect when you talk about um women who are not able to get jobs because of their hair you know but other individuals can using the same hairstyle well those women who weren't able to get those jobs they're financially set back it has an effect there is you know, it doesn't just the buck doesn't just or the effect doesn't just hurt that one person who you're seeing out there in the forefront. The oh. the cultural appropriation does have a, a cyclical effect to other individuals.
1: Do you think that there's an answer for uh, blending the lines that there is no hair that is just appropriated to one like it, it, anyone can get it? Is like what I'm trying to say. Like, you think that there that that might be um, basically like if a black woman wanted to wear a blonde wig or extensions and that's that's her business and then if a white woman wanted to go and get like afro wig or, or extensions that no one would say anything like is that a good thing, like, to you head in, in that in, direction? You, wanna yeah. go, or well, you want to
2: go? Well, I have a couple of things I would like go to Go for say. it. Go for so it. So I think that first, like, so I think that we have to unpack this idea of, like, does art imitate life, or does life imitate art? Who mm-hmm. controls the narrative, right? So I mm-hmm. think that, I think what, when we talk about cultural appropriation right now, like, what we're really talking about today is where is the power imbalance, and, like, what's perpetuating that power imbalance? So, like... For example, you have all of these black artists who really—I would say—80% of their audience is like white suburban youth. For true. a lot of that, like That's true. Um, black music, like musicians that are on mainstream radio, a yeah. lot of their audience is white, white urban That's youth. True. I work in a high school. I work with a predominantly Latinx population and they are emulating the behavior and the language that they hear in the music that's on the radio and they are throwing around words that I'm uncomfortable hearing that they have no cultural attachment to but that have um, a lot of weight for other folks for other cultures for other races Um, and I think what's happening is that there's this disconnect right so like That's why I talk about, like, black people and men specifically as, like, being commodified. Like, athletes, musicians. Make us money, and then when you no longer can make us money, we'll push you to the side. But we're still, like, exploiting, appropriating cultures, uh, using them for, like, for whiteness. Like, using them to our benefit. And then, like, trash. What, you know, out with the trash this week. What's next? You know, it's, like, art, um, black art, black music, black creation creation and creativity, it's all commodified I feel like mm. and 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 that's what we're exploiting and we're selling and the people that are doing the creating are not being So happy. I wanna elaborate on what she's saying
1: as an example just to give it so like what I hear you saying right now is that let's say I am a millionaire fashion designer and I come to the hood and I'm like looking around I'm like holes in jeans mm-hmm. and then I go and I start making my fashion with holes in jeans. So I came basically to this culture, and I saw how they were doing things, and I went and I made money off of it. Yes?
2: Sure. That's a, yeah, pared down version of, yeah, I would say. Okay.
1: You tell me why that the, that's not a problem. Like, maybe I'm genius that I could see that them doing that was a hot thing. Is that is that, like, a good idea? Is that, like, wow, I'm so smart that I can find out what, what the next commercial? hot thing
0: is? Yeah. Okay. Um, commercially, yes, it is a brilliant idea. Because we hip hop culture <laughs> <Camino>. culture <laughs> in the world. So if you want to make money. If you want to make money, that is the way you make money. Like you you like they say, uh, what is it? Uh good artists borrow, great artists steal. So let's like that's
1: if 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 but I But
0: it but if but you're asking me if it's right uh huh. like
1: it's, and who, i think that's
0: what it's the it's ambiguous it's ambiguous at point
1: so like it's kind of like okay um if the person themselves went to try to sell the holy jeans it might not work out so great but amber crumbie and Fitch does it right,
0: cuz it gets it gets commodified it, it's just like there's so much in our culture that the second you hear a 40 year old white woman say it at a store or like you know she's making a joke Oh, we're gonna raise the root. Like the second somebody like that says it, th- it's over. It's over. What's so it? now we gotta need a new thing. Uh-huh. So, like, so much of our culture, it, it's and, it, and that's 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 like a huge problem that I have with it is that
2: what culture? Once you let you
0: any culture, any cul- once you let something out, once it's outside of the bounds of your whatever your group is and it goes out there especially if it's artistic or commercial or technological or anything like that it's out in the world now like and they're gonna be like like uh when the Chinese invented gunpowder the second the European saw that it was like oh yeah we taking that shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: I see that point. Yeah. Uh, But but I I think that simplifies. I think think that that kind of mindset of like, well, that's a thing and this is happening. So, okay. I Mm -hmm. think that we have to make a decision to at some point say no. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think that's what it comes down to is like, that's why we have these conversations about cultural appropriation is like, are we going to continue to let this occur and continue to perpetuate this, you know, unbalanced system? Or are we going to start? Mm But creating see, my, my stronger boundaries. And, and
0: I know, I know you won't see it this way, but my problem with that is, especially as a as a black person, is we can't keep having these conversations about other people stealing from us, and then in every fucking beauty supply store, we're actually appropriating other women's hair. Like, we can't talk about how but it's other not appropriation people steal.
2: if it, if white is the standard of beauty. Yeah. Like, that's not appropriation. But see, that's just that. That's there's nothing like like if, if, who, if
0: who's if, responsible yeah. for that though? Like, I think so that's what is, we're doing right
1: now. <laughs> white is we are responsible for that. So if I watch like a, a, a movie and I see like a really cool jewelry that is from you're another really culture, because like, I, I want about, I love
2: this stuff. Like, okay, can I make like, a point about that yes. really quick? Because this was something I was thinking coming in. Like, I love supporting artists and artisan and makers of color. Like, I'm all about like pay people money for what they do and what they make, right, and mm-hmm. their efforts. So if I go to – I go to Indian powwows, like, a lot, like, Native American mm-hmm. powwows. Um, and I remember going to one, like, several years ago, and I had bought some leather boots, like, leather moccasin boots with right. the fringe, and I was, like, yeah, yeah, looking yeah. good, y'all. This Thank powwow yeah, with yeah, yeah, these yeah. fringe boots on. Right. Um, and this man came up to me, and he was, like, oh, I like your boots. Did you make them? And I was, like, just in that moment, like, it, it all hit me, like – that dude made his boots. He made his clothes. He made, like, his jewelry. This is his whole entire life Knife. and culture that is dying, mm. that is dwindling. Mm-hmm. And I'm here with, like, my Tonka boots that I paid $100 for, strutting my stuff, totally disconnected from all of that, right, mm-hmm. all of that power and that weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I, like, went home and sold them on eBay. I was, like, done. And from then on, you know, I can go to a black market or, like, an African market, and I can appreciate a woman, what she's um, creating and selling, and I can buy from her. Mm-hmm. I don't have to buy a dashiki and, and rock it and be like, yeah, I support black <laughs> art. I can, <laughs> buy, I can buy, like, some lotion that she made and support yeah. her art, you know? I can I can go to a powwow and I can buy jewelry that was made by indigenous folks and support them mm-hmm. in the arts, mm-hmm. but I don't need to, like, m- cr- like wear a headdress. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's just, and that's where the line of appreciation appropriation comes in.
1: I have to think about that. As For example, um, my martial arts teacher over here, Mr. Sid, like, it's crazy. We're, like, inverted. Like, I'm immersed in black culture, and he is heavily immersed in Middle Eastern culture. Like, there's things he blows my mind about on etiquette and things of Middle Eastern nature mm-hmm. that he knows that I'm like, oh, my God, you know? He doesn't come, but he's from Austin, Texas. He doesn't come from a place that wears, um, you know, turbans or things like that. But he has his reasons of why, you know, he connects so much with um, the North African culture. Also, it's related to literally sword fighting and things like that. Um, And so, like, I find my place in this, like, you know, inverted place where, you know, he's appreciating my culture. I'm appreciating his culture. So what do I do? Go say, like, you can't, you know, wear that or you can't. Go ahead.
3: I'm going to jump on that because it's... (laughs) Because I've experienced when I when I first started researching African martial arts, um, I went to the university, and actually, you know, sat and spoke with uh, students from from the continent, asking them questions about their um, indigenous martial arts, their mm-hmm. indigenous combat sports, whatever. And you would think that I would be um, would have been like, oh, you know, this person is, you know, asking me questions about the practice that Americans don't really know about and actually the response was totally different um I was criticized for uh, that one there was there were no martial arts in Africa two you're trying to um, Asianize African culture or africanize Asian culture and there was a, a just a large amount of just like um backlash, backlash resistance. resistance to that this was like 20 uh 20 some years ago now um I say that because you know I do even as a as a as a as a black man and you know with traceable ancestry to Africa whatever you know there's I I get a certain pass with some of the stuff that I do because like you know he's like he's connecting with his roots and I can't really you know say anything about that Um on the other side of it there's always going to be someone that is either going to care strongly be indifferent or they're going to be on the other side of the other of, of the fence of that and i think that as people that are appreciating a culture and trying to be respectful like if you get something if you purchase something and you don't um if you just if you purchase it you get it just for the sake of wearing it you can do that and there may be people in the culture that it doesn't bother them they're glad that you're to actually see that people are are carrying this on, and other people may say, "Well, this is like, you know, something very serious and sacred to us." And as the person that's wearing it and, and coming from the outside, you have to there, you have to understand that that I suggest you should do your research, mm-hmm. um, handle with care, mm-hmm. and be prepared mm-hmm. to hear oppositions mm-hmm. from all those sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's just the nature of the beast. um
2: to say. I think that's what makes it simple right is I think it does come down to that final like decision of who do I want to be who do I want to present as what like what do I want to participate in um I think for me as a as a white person like this is just something I, I constantly am am visiting like I grew up loving rap and hip-hop and I came to a point where I realized that uh, if I truly loved something, I needed to stop emulating it and just start appreciating it, right, and supporting it without trying to make it my own because Mm -hmm. I didn't have a claim on it like that, you know. Um, I'm
1: not sure what that means. Okay. Because to me, uh, hip-hop is poetry to music, right?
2: So what you... um, I mean, like, maybe, like, mm -hmm. in a literal sense, I I think, but I think what, what I mean is, like, if if something is really important to somebody um it can still be important to me in different ways without me like uh trying to
0: without mocking it
2: Without mocking it, but beyond even mocking it, it's like um
3: becoming a caricature of a, of a, yeah. of a participant and i think mm-hmm.
2: too i think we have to always consider like how we're feeding into that bigger narrative the bigger context of a situation right so like I don't want to just like consume things and then discard the skeleton of something. Like mm-hmm. if I love and value something, um, you know, I, I want to uplift people that are doing that. And mm-hmm. I don't,
4: you know, it's 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 complicated and it's simple. It's like it's for kind of like me, the Miley Cyrus of it all kind of thing. You know, every every you know, she would make you think she appreciated black culture but it was only during a certain phase of her life that she actually, and that's not to say she didn't grow up listening to it. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that she didn't actually really like it, you know, in regards to being able to listen to it in her car and with her friends and sing the songs, but it was only beneficial for for her you know she got a gain out of it and when the gain was not and when it and when it was no longer of a gain then she threw it away and you don't see molly cyrus being black no more Mm -hmm. and that's happened for a lot of people yeah i mean
2: it's like post malone he can take out his cornrows he can take out his grill and be like a white dude, and he doesn't have to carry any of the additional burden of being a black person in America, other than taking appropriating music or whatever and selling out shows. And then next week he'll be like, "Oh no, I'm, I'm an alternative singer," mm-hmm. you know, and I and everything it's discarded. Um,
3: and, and I do need to, and that's valid. I just need to closing, shout out closing, the yeah, closing, yeah, closing yeah, statements. Okay, Go okay, ahead, okay, okay. But there are those situations where there are there are people that grew up in the neighborhoods. And like, you know, like in New York, for example, mm-hmm. culturally, they grew up in that same environment. Mm-hmm. So you may hear them say stuff that you hear black kids talk That's and right. black kids in their in their in their neighborhood. They don't think anything of it because you I know. don't think that makes because it OK, because
2: that was me. I grew up in this neighborhood. I went to Keeling. All my friends were black. And there came a point where someone said to me, why are you trying to why are you trying to look like us? And I was like, oh, like...
3: I got that all my life about mm -hmm. why I'm trying to talk like a white person because I speak a certain way. But that's
2: also white supremacist. We live in white supremacist society, so that's the standard. And that brings up another point of, like, uh, um, African-American vernacular English, right? Like, when I was younger, I talked differently because I talked how my friends talked. And it was, like, in adulthood when I realized, like, I don't get to do this. I don't get to turn that on and turn it off because that's it's not for me Mm -hmm. and because people are still oppressed because of their hair and the way that they talk and they're still devalued in society because Mm -hmm. of their dialect. So I think we have to really, really examine under a microscope, like, the greater implications of Mm -hmm. our behavior Mm -hmm. in that sense.
1: I don't know. I agree with, like, Daman, you know, like, growing Mm -hmm. up in the areas that I've grown up in, being in the places that I have been, and even being, like, if I go to New York, even for a month, I come back speaking a whole Mm -hmm. nother Mm -hmm. way, right? Yeah. And so there's so many different things. Turning on or off like for me, I believe all of those things are a part of me Like if I need to get gutter in my language, I can do that Mm -hmm. if if, if speaking to somebody is gonna help me convey to them something um, And connect with them more then I'm gonna use that because that's in me It's not that I'm like being fake. That is what is Mm -hmm. in me. It's been poured into me but then like speaking to someone else that vernacular is not going to be effective. They're not going to understand. I need to use words that's like vernacular, and so right? there's
2: But there's that's so code switching. Like, for black people, that's, mm-hmm. like, actually a matter of, like, But I disagree with that. But see, I actually
1: disagree with that. Because even for a black person, I, I, I've had this conversation with so many of, of my friends, is that I think that that's okay for even, like, let's say a black woman for a black woman to uh, speak in one way out of a business setting or whatever to convey what she's trying to say to connect with them because that is in her. I, literally, I can get, I can get, you know, one way and speak one way if it's um, effective for the person to receive. And like, that, like, like, for example, if I'm walking down the street and I, I run into a homeless man. Um, you know, I might look at him like, how you doing, brother? You doing okay, right? I might speak with him in a certain way, and he's like, yes, ma'am, I'm doing well. And then, like, with someone else, I might uh, use another... It, but it's all of it is in me. It's nothing that is not in me. I went to a university, uh, Houston, Tennessee University. I have college dialect in my mouth. And then
4: over here, I participate in this. So all of I those elements little, are a, in a, me. It's a lot more deep. It's mm-hmm. not even, I think, yeah. it mm-hmm. is a lot deeper than that. Code switching basically is turning on and off who you are, mm-hmm. yeah, not just the you way you talk. Into whiteness. It's turning on and off yeah, yeah, who yeah. you are yeah. so that you can end up being a totally different person mm-hmm. in there eyes mm-hmm. it's so that you can fit within a box mm-hmm. stay within parameters and it, it is such a it is in such a way that if they were to see you be who you really mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. outside of that. They then they would be it. confused got it, got And have it. an issue with that It's not about, about being okay You know being with your girls and then being with your boy yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah. it's not that simple so or talking to It's that a friend, they couldn't handle much who deeper.
1: You really are They
4: would not They, of, gotcha. they yeah. would not be able to handle <laughs> it's, who it, you are it's,
3: it's like so I have a friend I'm not going to blow this person up But like They are more in their speech And there's no turning it on and off Like mm-hmm. this, is, this is Who they are mm period mm-hmm. and they're not even a caricature of what you would think of as a black person mm-hmm. but just from the way they sound the inflection and it could just be from where they were from mm-hmm. if there was a meter for black sounding black and mm-hmm. being black they would be more black than me mm-hmm. and wow it's not mm-hmm. a switch that they have they turn on mm-hmm. and it's not that they're making a conscious decision this is how they talk yeah, yeah like yeah. Hold on a second my line. Go, go, go ahead But it's like It's their environment It's like You know It's like This is who This person grew up around And it's like It's not even like Inappropriate stuff It's not like You know What's up my N word Blah 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 It's just There's a A certain Tone And a certain Rhythm of speech mm-hmm. right, right. That they are able to but that's how mm-hmm.
4: that's but how that's we are become like, who we are. I mean, tribes yeah, yeah. do that. I mean they, you exactly. know, as you're tribes, born um, you you learn to speak and you know the tonality and all that comes from what you hear. Mm-hmm. So that that's a part of just their growth mm-hmm. process. So if but if we were
1: watching a movie, oh, and that. That. if we yeah, if we were watching mm-hmm. a movie, and um, let's say an Irish boy got uh, brought up with. Up with something bourbon, I don't know. Okay, whatever, okay. but let's just say I have no white idea. Some
2: other white people,
1: let's yeah, some other white okay. people, and then they picked up their culture because they were groomed along with them. You know, you would be like, you, Hey, you grew up in this culture, but you can't, yeah.
0: Well, see, that's that's the problem. Oh, uh, I'm gonna let Camille and out. then oh, Charles go, go ahead. So <laughs> but no, we got to wrap I up. I
2: just wanted to say quickly to that because, so like, how like you said, minutes. this. <laughs> <laughs> more black than me like and I think about that on the spectrum of like black white you know what I mean and like oh super black super white and it's like and what what's problematic is that the standard is always on this side. Mm-hmm. So it's like when people say to you, like, why are you trying to be white? Because you're trying to talk like this and articulate, like, what white supremacist society has deemed as appropriate, coherent language is how I am talking right now. And yeah. if I throw in some big words and I'm seen with more value because I have an, uh, you know, education... But it's it's I think what's problematic is that everything exists within this system. And the Mm -hmm. fact that there's this there's a spectrum of Mm -hmm. like most black, most white and we're weighing it. We're weighing the value. That's what's problematic. Mm -hmm. So like even though I grew up with black friends and I was like, I dig this, I love this, I want to be a part of this, Mm -hmm. I like this music. It took. I had to be personally responsible for like what I wanted to be a part of and how I wanted to celebrate the culture that I love and the people that I that I love.
0: Yeah, but see, that's that was your individual In choice. choice. But not I know, and that's what
2: that. not everybody does that. But we could hold people to a higher standard.
0: But I'm saying, like her, like
3: her parents, I'm pretty sure. They sound very similar to her, like, like it's, New
1: Orleans. It's New Orleans, no, uh, New Orleans. That's a great yeah, like yeah, dialect. And that's just
4: from being in an area. This is that's totally different when you put from it with skin color. Yeah, that's totally different from with taking skin. that and then adding like on some, the gold chains. Yeah, and yeah but the, it's, no, not, the, it's where it's the not that Bobby I got and, two
1: more like that.
4: It's Charles it's, it's, different. I'm going with Charles. Fifteen.
1: I said, we got two more minutes, Charles. <laughs> no, it, honestly. It's different, though. We were supposed to end before, uh, but... Oh. Yeah, yeah, But it's okay. <laughs> He's yeah, on, okay. yeah. So okay, in, in, it anyway, a this of, is not the time to discuss
2: that, but still, go ahead. Go ahead. Were I say? think that there's a lot... There's always going to be disagreement. And I mm-hmm. think something that for me that I, I have to just, like, as a white person doing this kind of work, I have to come to terms with is, like, I'll be on a thread on Facebook. I do a lot of... Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. I'm like, Camille um, is... a thug! But I shouldn't say okay, she's thug. It, am I way. appropriating thugness to you? <laughs> uh, that is a bad word in uh. my mind. But, um, but no, I Actually, think it, I
1: think it's a good word, but go ahead. Anyway. No,
2: I think it has, if you look at who's using it and how they're using mm-hmm. it, I think that it, it's, it's a but that, who it but, but that's the beautiful thing right, about exactly. it,
4: is that people will take something that wasn't
1: meant as something contextual. bad and make it beautiful. It was actually
3: a religious term.
1: Anyways, anyways, but go ahead finish your, finish your. I just think what
2: is problematic is People dismissing things to a point where you get a pass. I think that that is wrong for me personally. Mm-hmm. I know what I need to do. And I think it's funny when people are like, oh, you're a vegetarian. Oh, well, what about that plant? You had to kill that plant and eat it. It's like, oh, uh, those earrings, are those Native American? Are you appropriating it? And it's like, why do you feel the need to do that? Like, people will literally find any scrap that they can just in order to perpetuate something because it's harder to do the work of not Doggone it, the minute you said it, I
1: started to wonder, like, who created the pattern that you're wearing? What culture did that come from? Yeah, that's so
2: possible people could do that, huh? I mean, literally, I think people find things in order to deflect to not have to do the work, and what I see happen on, like, the Mm. online spaces is I'll be on a thread full of white people Mm. being, like, Post Malone, and then you know a, a Latina girl will come on and say, "Oh no, pro, uh, cultural appropriation is not real." And then all of those white people will be oh, like, see, "Thank you, she said it. Yes, a person of color said it. It's not real. Yes." Which is like, I'm not going to then step hide. in and tell that person of color, "Well, I think that you're wrong." Why not? Um, because I'm not here as a white person to tell people
4: of that's color incorrect. how to feel about
2: but their own but
0: culture. See, that's the thing, though. Is that I'm
4: here to collect other white people. Okay. There, not to be incorrect but it. I've done racial training as well and in that racial training it is white people's job to train white people and it's black people's job to train black people because we have a better understanding culturally um, historically and things like that and it's not to say that we can't share with one another but let's be honest for the greater part white people don't listen to black people that's why it's not and black people's job to teach white people about the in um The injustices that they are doing to us How
0: do you learn about it If you don't learn from black people
4: um, They do learn from us And it is a a subconscious type of learning So we need to do a better (laughs) job Of taking a hold of our media And presenting the images (laughs) and, and, And taking control Over the images that we have um, setting the boundaries of what we do and do not allow as you said you know commercially post malone selling out or whoever it is because i don't listen to none of them but whoever it is is selling out well we ain't got to participate in that we ain't got to jump in their videos with them and be like yo chris chris brown came out with little dicky in a video cute video freaking friday loved it <laughs> but yo that is and first of it's, all, it's a Lil way. it's a, a white all, rapper um so white people can't rap I'm not. That's not the point. Oh, um, that's a different show. Yeah, but, <laughs> but the point is, you know, the, the you know, we if we don't want to feel appropriated, be appropriated, then we also can't give that pass invite to the cookout. Because every time we do that, then when they grow and they take more, it's on us as the ones who allowed it in the first in the first place. But
0: how do you, you see this? This is this is where my because it's a, it's an individual thing with
4: me. We all have to get on one accord. How? That's where yeah. us as Black people having this conversation is important, and them so, as White people so, having that so conversation, the so they get we, on the court. And that's not to say we can't. We're not a
0: monolith. We always tell people we're not a monolith. No, it's, it's
2: not about being a monolith. It's, it's not about not having some,
4: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it's about thing, having it's justice, values But that's
0: the thing is, we not, all have different standards. So, right. what, but with we certain things we need we to have, we have but we experience. have same laws,
2: we standards. have legislation that we agree on that we put in place. We have other social responsibilities. We feed children mm-hmm. in public schools. We agree that food mm-hmm. is important. We create certain right. standards, right. and but
0: that's not cultural. That's that's that's.
2: But culture impacts and is infused in every single thing that we do and that we all. But what are.
0: what I feel is is acceptable. Is not going to be the same thing that the mom feels is acceptable. It's mm. not going to be the same thing she feels and is acceptable, and that's understandable
4: in starting out. And, but and, and you know. for me,
0: like when I when I when I look at something, it's just that thing. Mm. Like I hate I hate I hate when people sit up there and be like, "Oh, well, you're trying to sound white. You're trying to sound black. Trying, you don't know what that person sounds like." You don't know, like, there's no sound. But for you're black
2: perpetuating people. that system, and that's where that work comes in. Of like, let's get rid of that system altogether so that won't even mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. So
1: what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna say closing uh, comments. <clears throat> this is it. No, no. The, even if they <laughs> say something, this is your closing comments. So we're gonna go ahead and go around. Uh, so Demont started with you closing comments. This conversation was amazing. Uh,
3: okay, closing comments on uh, cultural appropriation. If you're going to appreciate one, um, simple yet complex, um, a lot of times the answer lies within the culture in question, and sometimes it lies in an in individual basis. As an individual from the outside, I see you writing notes.
1: <laughs> I see, as an
3: individual on the outside, um, I try would like to exercise care, caution, and understanding. Before I partake and ask myself If I really, if what I'm doing Is really uplifting uh, Someone else's culture before I do it So it's
1: really great Delindia.
4: Um, cultural appropriation Is a part Of the racial structure That exists within America And the injustices that occur Um Within many of the um, Within the justice structure Within the economic structure Within the employment structure And if we're wanting to um, See change We as African Americans need to Be able to acknowledge that it exists Be able to see it in all of its forms We need to um, Try and get more ownership Of who we are and, and As much as possible So that we can use that to our benefit And um also, stop giving away passes and in cookout um, invitations to everyone because um, without um, us holding ourselves to the higher standards that um, that we expect other people to hold us to, we, we won't be we won't be able to get past these things. Excellent,
0: wonderful, Charles. Yeah, uh, just go learn about people. Like, if you feel yeah. like if. if my rule for the whole appropriation thing, if you feel like an asshole, if you feel like you're doing something wrong, don't fucking do it. Like, you're you just being an asshole. You look like an asshole. That's like, just thing. don't <laughs> fucking do it. Like, and, and if you feel comfortable about it and you feel like you can do it and somebody comes up and question you, stand on your square. Fucking stand by what you fucking do. Like, you know, be a man, be a woman, be an adult. Fucking stand by your word. Stand by your decisions
2: out So, uh, the white person on the last the last comment. Oh, okay. Um I think that y- there's there's no excuse anymore. When I was a kid, I did I could not pull out a cell phone. I could not get on my phone and Google. Um I think that there's absolutely no excuse this day and age. Um if you want to know something, you can look it up and you can know the answer. And if you um, have questions about something, then you can shut up. I'm speaking to white people specifically. Um, You can shut up and you can listen. And I think it really is that easy. Um, I think if you find yourself pushing back, then you need to stop and question that. Like, well, you know, this person of color said I couldn't do a thing. Well, I want my first instinct is to push back on that or personalize that. Then you need to stop and check in with yourself and you need to do some research and dig deeper. Because I think that, you know, we are so used to existing in a system that is completely designed for us. And if we if we doubt that at all, just look around and see how black people are um, are portrayed in the media. Um, How they're vilified, demonized, the language, I mean, recently with the bombing and the language around the victim, um, it's not hard to find evidence of the racist society that we live in. So I think that there's just no excuse anymore Mm -hmm. for making poor decisions, really, you know.
1: I have enjoyed this conversation thoroughly. Like <laughs> really, really, I have. I still don't know
4: where I stand, but I, I I've learned a lot. Actually, but if you still want to get the Wakanda jury, just make sure it's being made by an African Ameri- or African person, and then that'll make it less of an mm. appropriation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I hope you enjoyed
1: watching this episode. I thought it was really a great conversation. I enjoyed the conversation uh, very much. And I thank you all for being here uh, with us today. And thank you so much to everyone who's watching. And we will see you next time.
0: Intellectually engaging to think outside the lines The conversation about the nation that never leaves you blind Take a listen and pay attention Here is where you find the educational, sensational meeting of the minds Yeah, it's the meeting of the minds, meeting of the minds.